Bigfoot. That's not right. No it's Bigfoot. Not Bigfoot. They have got. Hey. They have gotten rid of the Bigfoot. There's no Bigfoot. Name, so but we are. Tony, behold, what is this? Hi, Toe. <laughs> Hi, Hi Toe. What, what is this? <laughs> Hello, Toe. Majestic-looking <laughs> beast you have in front of you there. All right, everybody. Welcome back. No putts given. Let's get stretched out here today, Tony. It's Monday. We're recording. Get loosened up. How you feeling? How you living? I'm all right. I get by. Yeah. Get by. Just barely. Ventus. T R Black. T R Red. Knew we're going to talk about those. Uh, do do we say is it is it pronounced T R or is it like Ventus? I'm going to talk about that in a second. Okay. Taylor Good. High toe wedges. Latest edition of those and a special mailbag question for you. So, Tony, let's dive right in. Ventus, PR, what is it? And why do we care? It's a new Ventus. So, not surprisingly, on the heels of kind of the long heels of Ventus TR Blue, as they did with original Ventus, OG Ventus, or I guess OV. OV. Original Ventus. Yeah. A few months like later, it. we now have TR Black and TR Red flavors of the most popular shaft uh, on the tour history of golf in, in, in the whole wide world, I think. That, that Surely we just, we don't. Don't tell me. But surely. it is the most popular, right? In Fujikura's history, I think they would admit, I think this is the case. Not just most popular on tour, best-selling at retail, certainly from a you know a court of public opinion standpoint, the most noteworthy product probably that Fujikura has ever launched. And it started three years ago. We saw the original Ventus Blue. I remember being with you eating hot wings at a uh, establishment. I believe it was Top Golf in Orlando, That's and right. we got to see the first Ventus Blue. This was. What, January of 2019. It's like, okay, we'll see. You know, like anything else. Um, what? And then we saw. For, what we that? Saw. And when we, we, when saw. we saw. We came, we saw, we ventist. Um, what's been the most interesting or impactful part, uh, given the whole ventist lineage, and we'll talk about the, the TR blue or TR red and TR black in a second, but just kind of given that backdrop, it's a three-year-old shaft, which feels like, you know, industry cycle years are kind of like dog years, you know, so something that's three years old, like 21 years old, kind of. I mean, it seems like we'd be talking about something else at this point, but we're not. We're still talking about fences. It's the trajectory. This idea that it, it just continues to, it, it's probably fair to say it continues to get hotter. It's not cooling off. We oh. eh, and I've talked to different shaft manufacturers about this. It takes a good year or so typically before fitters get comfortable with it. Uh -huh. Fitters are kind of set in their ways. They know what they like. They know what works for the people that come through their doors. And so there's no urgency to kind of go to the new hotness when they have a whole catalog of stuff that they know works. So it takes time for fitters to make the shift. And then, of course, tour players who can be either notoriously slow to adopt new stuff or entirely whimsical. And so there was a mix, but I think 
I think now we're getting to that that point of it has to be peak adoption. Like we said last week, 25%, give or take, in any given week of driver shafts. And as we talked about, there is this idea of, is there a point in time where this is too old? It's Ventus yeah. has been around too long. The market kind of wants something new, something different periodically. Mm-hmm. Three years is a good run for anything in golf. And so for Fujikura to say, hey, yeah, let's let's round up round out the new Ventus lineup with three TR profiles, it kind of makes sense. And so now what we have to wait and see is, do we see the same type of thing where it takes a while for fitters to adopt it because by now they're really comfortable in OG Ventus. Mm-hmm. So do they, do they go right to TR? Does TR become kind of a supplement? Ventus between the Ventus profiles, if you will, because I think that's probably a reasonable reasonable description of the performance anyway i think so and then what happens in what happens with tour does this become the the hotness on top of ventus do you get a mix i think fujikura would be happy either way but it's going to be fun to watch yeah i think you know we're providing some context here for sure let's take a brief pause what is ventus tr and and why the hell should anybody care about it it's actually very very simple so let's not make it too convoluted or anything you have three original profiles in Ventus. You have blue, you have red, and you have black. And blue is more or less mid-mid, mid-launch, mid-spin. Red, higher that, launch. Yeah. And then on the other side of the spectrum, black is the lower launch, lower spin. And now with the TR series, you're exactly right. Those just kind of dovetail, right? Kind of just fit in between those existing profiles. So... TR blue kind of sat in between blue and black. And now TR red more or less sits in between red and blue. And TR black is like super black. (laughs) Rebar black. It is black and midnight black. It is the darkest of of black. So yeah, you kind of have, you know, where where you originally had three profiles, right? Now you have six. And the primary difference being in the TR series, and, and, and for the record, I don't know what TR stands for. It's a it's a designation. Um, I don't know that it. Eh, I mean, it's not tour. It's not tra tra Maybe people could tell us what they think it should be for. But the point is, what they did in all the TR versions is they added spread toe carbon fabric spread toe is basically fancy name for the kind of the checkerboard um process that that you see or the checkerboard arrangement of the carbon fiber fabric what it does is it increases the torsional rigidity meaning if you think about like if you were to take um, a bunch of spaghetti noodles and twist them eventually they would break right it takes a certain amount of force to twist the spaghetti noodles until they snap well imagine instead of spaghetti noodles you have three or four steel rods. You can't twist those steel rods easily at all. The problem is it can be really difficult to increase the rigidity without really significantly impacting the weight, right? And so the spread toe fabric, basically it's a near weightless solution to increase that rigidity in the handle section. You like that? As you're saying this, um, uh, Does that work? I hate to say this out loud, but what you're saying <laughs> is with Ventus TR, what Fujikura has done 
is taken what they did with the tip in the original and done it to the butt. It sounds funny. sounds a little wrong, <laughs> but it's true. I mean, it is. It is. It, 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 that's more or less what they did. So the net net of that, right, the net impact of that is on their ENSO, right, their fancy 3D camera uh, system, they're able to see, right, people in transition, you're going from backswing to downswing, that's where you exert an awful lot of torque. I skipped that part. Yeah. Just, there's no in between. It's all one thing. You just go from here. One movement. And done. Uh, but that's where people exert a lot of force on the shaft. And so, um, you know, with the original red, blue, and black fences profiles, in order to kind of, and again, this probably sounds a little backward, but you're getting, there's getting a lot of tour guys in particular that, you know, would take the Ventus 6X or even the 6TX and tip it another inch or something like that. And again, that's to kind of moderate the spin and, and, and ball fight and get it into the trajectory windows that they wanted. The but now, again, what Fujikura's thing they can do is by changing the way the player interacts with the shaft, right, uh, in the handle section, can still moderate that launch and trajectory, but without fundamentally having to alter some of the characteristics of the shaft. So again, these aren't replacing anything. They're in addition to the existing uh, pieces within the line. No change in price. Have you uh, what? Have you have you tried the red? No. If you were a red guy in your fairway yes. wood, the red the red did not agree with me <laughs> at all. Ever like snow peas. That's kind of the relationship I had with the Ventus red. Same Why? as I have with snow peas and a Hello Fresh dinner. I'm I'm just not having it. But you're just did, does not work for okay, me. Okay, back in up any a second. Way, so you're a Ventus black guy. We we both are. I in driver black like six X. Somewhere in there, maybe a little tipping, maybe not, whatever, but more or less Ventus, Black, 6X, Driver, very agreeable for one Tony Covey. W what happened with the red? Because the red and I get along super well in my three-wood and five-wood. I, I don't think that, if you look at the profiles, the thing with the Ventus red is the soft tip section, but a firmer butt section. Mm-hmm. Shaft world. I hate having to say all this stuff, but these are the words that we're given. That combination sometimes. typically does not work well for me. Right. And so it just just never agreed with me, never felt right, never got a great result. So your Ventus red and your fairway woods, mm -hmm. black in the driver. Yes. I'm black in the driver and blue primarily in the fairway. I wonder if just a heavier blue in the fairway. Yeah. So for me, it's funny. I was just texting uh, Eric Recker, one of our dear friends over at Fuji prior to recording this and saying that um because i've had a chance to to hit the black um i, I think you have two if i'm not i have hit the black and, yeah and i'm i'm encouraged it is stiff it is robust it is <laughs> it is uh all you not a lot of wobble in there that is no wobble um it is a phenomenally stiff golf shaft but i will say this it to me, it didn't ever feel bad or harsh. Or I know we use these terms that are terrible in the shit. You know, it kicked like a mule. Or it was, yeah, it was harsh. That it wasn't any of those things um, um, for me. But you're right, Ventus Red. I've loved playing that in uh, both a three wood and a five wood because, again, basically for me, feels 
very similar in the handle section. And it just increases the launch and spin a, a little bit to kind of get it where I needed to. So I went black 6X driver and then 7X and 8X in the in the uh, original red in my fairway wood. So um, I'm absolutely going to try the TR red in those and see, kind of see what happens. But you're not probably, right, Tony? I might. I'm actually intrigued by TR blue in the fairway woods for me. That's something I'm going to take a look at, kind of that, that tweener to see if I can bring a launch and spin down just a hair. I don't want to be crazy with a fairway wood. Definitely in a seven wood where I, I tend to hit that super high. That that could be an intriguing one there. But black in the driver, I'm going to do some more testing, some more experimenting. I find, and this is all anecdotal, I haven't gotten on a launch monitor. This is just what my eyeballs see from a couple rounds where my swing was what mm -hmm. it was. Maybe not perfect, but again, what it was. It's definitely a lower flying, lower launching. And I think the spin almost is, is certainly going to come down mm -hmm. with that. So I get, I get a lower trajectory overall, but it, I don't feel like I'm losing distance. But it's a different feel and a different flight going from black different to black. Different feel, different flight. I did put it on uh, the GC quad last week. Um, same exact head, same setup. So I had the, the black 6X and then the black TR or TR black 6X. And for me, mm -hmm. again, one person, I am not statistically significant. I know that. <laughs> we should have shirt and say, I am not. This is not I a buffet. Not statistically <laughs> significant. Yeah. Um, but... It was lower launching, you know, at least a full degree, roughly right around a degree, and definitely 400-ish or so RPM less spin. So you go, okay, good or bad. Well, I would caution people, less isn't always bad, and less isn't always good. More isn't bad, and more isn't good. It's different. You got to find those windows. So for me... Right now, the trade-off that I'm trying to kind of navigate myself through is that in the the regular black, so in the Ventus black, my high right miss tends to get high and spinny, right? Most people, they're, you know, if they block it, it's higher and spinnier. Um, with TR black, that miss is not as high and not as spinny, which means that it retains, for me, a little more distance. The downside is that kind of spin floor, if you will, like, you know, you don't want to draw, you know, you don't want to drop below this number in spin because then you lose control and you're just hitting knuckleballs out there. Um, Ventus Black sat comfortably above that. Even when, you know, when I hit the lowest spinning Ventus Black ones, it sat comfortably above that floor. Ventus Black TR is kind of right there and sometimes even a hair maybe lower than i'm comfortable with so i got to mess around with launch and spin and a couple of those things but um we'll see tony we'll see i saw you mention in the article the idea of adding a little bit of loft to your head to compensate and it's an intriguing idea but for me and this is this is where golf stupid ego stuff kicks in so i play a uh that the title is the nine or a nine and a half. It's a nine, nine in the TSI correct? three. So I have, I have the nine 
clicked up twice, so I'm basically as far up as it can go. So, man, dude, would I have to step up to a, it's a 10 and a half. And then, and then we go, all right, now are we taking that 10 and a half and bringing it down when sort of like comfortable with Ventus Black? Mm-hmm. So I'll spend more time with the cur. The Sure. But it is one of those things where maybe there's an equation that, that makes it do what I need it to do. And maybe it will already. And I just haven't seen it yeah. yet. But I'm, uh, there, there's part of me that just <laughs> 10 and a half. Oh, I don't know if I could. <laughs> well, that's. I was in an, I mean, I was in an eight two years ago. So it's I mean, like, ah, that's so you, already, no. you already have like seven head covers in your back. You know, like what, that is what true. difference does it make? I have five if you count the putter. So it's just it's the fair. driver and then three, five, seven woods. All right. So Ventus, I'm super excited. I can't wait to see the other parts. I final thought, Tony, I, I don't, there hasn't been a more significant shaft on the market in the last three years. And um, it'll be interesting. I think to see, like you said, is this the end of the Ventus run? Meaning six profiles and that's kind of, yeah, maybe they had a hybrid shaft or, you know, whatever, but, in terms of that Ventus family, is this the uh, the full constellation now? I mean, do we have everything? Or does it become something more like, you know, you and I have often joked about this, right? That, that Graphite Design basically created an entire company on one shaft profile. Like, the whole Tour AD series is basically, you know, 13 or so variations on it is a profile. small, a series of small tweaks. Yeah. I mean, could Ventus become that? Could you have 10, 12, 13 and just add new materials, things like they did with the spread toe to tweak this profile, moderate that profile and kind of update them and, and the long you go. And all of a sudden we're another seven years down the road. It's like, man, the original Ventus is now 10 years old and people are still playing it. Not unlike the tour like ADDI, right? The, the original tiger shaft, right? The orange and white stripe looking one. Um, there's still, that still gets plenty of play. Those are my final thoughts. It could happen. What do you think? Absolutely. I think that would be what Fujikura sees as ideal, where you have this franchise that continues on in perpetuity and you add profiles. And if you look at how graphite design has done things where you cycle back and say, hey, this is, this is a newer version. So, for example, the Tor ADIZ was billed as an update to the ADDI. Not a replacement. Keep that one around because, again, it takes fitters a while to be comfortable. And so why take away something that they like and are still selling? So I think for any shaft company, if you can have that longevity of success with a franchise and keep it going 10-plus years, why wouldn't you? We'll see. We'll see. Moving on. TaylorMade. Bigfoot. That's not right. No Bigfoot. Bigfoot. They have gotten. Hey, they have gotten rid of the big. There's no big name, so, but we are. Tony, behold, what is this? Hi, Tone. <laughs> Hi, Hi Tone. Tone. What, what is this? <laughs> Hello, Tone. Majestic lo- looking beast you have in front of you there. Majestic. This is the tailor-made High Toe Three. We are now third generation of tailor-made High Toe wedges. Here we go. All right. What do I need to know about it? What so? High toe, what is a high toe wedge. Well, it, it, and how is this one it, different? It has a high toe, so it, that's 
that's the thing. It has this high toe, hence the name. That's different from a low toe. <laughs> low heel. Maybe almost no toe. <laughs> I don't know what to do. What's the right designation there? But what? Okay. But it is your, it's your typical wedge story. It has become boilerplate, and I think in a good way, because typically when manufacturers start following parallel paths and how they describe their products, I start to feel like, okay, we're done being full of shit now. We're just going to level with everybody and concentrate on the basics and tell you how we've done that. Mm -hmm. So with a wedge, it is spin. It's always spin. Uno. And it's versatility. And then... The one that gets billed a few different ways, whether it's distance control, trajectory control, or in a more technical sense, CG alignment, I suppose. Yeah. That, that's really what we're talking about. And we've seen that now with the last several releases. Going back, it was a big part of when Callaway released the Jaws Raw Wedge mm -hmm. recently. Same type of thing. Vokey, certainly same type of thing with when SM9 launched. And, and in that respect, I, I definitely really kind of like and appreciate the fact that we are we are boiling wedge design down to the basics and not trying to do anything absurd or make any uh, much in the way of ridiculous. All right. So what is this one and what, how is this different from, you know, if people had the, the high toe wedge before, great. But like, what are the uh, selling? If I'm in there, I'm going to the store and I'm looking for a new wedge. Why might I look at a high toe wedge? Like what, what is there for me there? So nothing, I don't want to say nothing has changed with the grooves. So they have taken the, uh, the MD three, excuse me, the MG three. Don't want to confuse my Mac daddy no, with my middle. Nobody. Mm, it's that good. So they've got the, uh, the MG three with, you haven't funny. I can't believe I forgot what Taylor made calls it, but these, these little nubbins, if you will, on top of the grooves kind of tailor-made's take on groove groove in groove as it used to be called this is more of a groove on groove so micro ribs maybe some marketing term right the marketing guys love that yeah whatever it is it's in the article but they've got these kind of between the grooves and they're there to help on uh, those kind of partial shots around the green those green inside shots as we whatever talked about is. providing a little more bite and as we saw with the MG3 in Most Wanted last year, I think some moisture management as well. So they've taken that groove for the uh, the micro ribs and brought them over to the high toe. So that's kind of cool. They've added full face grooves to the 54 degree. That was not part of the offering last time, which makes sense because the market has kind of shifted as... Iron lofts have gotten stronger. Pitching wedge lofts follow that. So your progressions become a little bit different. So instead of 52, 56, 60, you're seeing more of 50, 54, 58, although I still like 54 and to 60, but that's just me. So basically, hey, Taylorman said, if it's a sand wedge, we're going to put a full face groove on it and 54 degrees is a sand wedge. So we got the full face grooves there. Sole design carries over. Not much has changed. Although it is worth noting that now in your lob wedge lofts, your 58 and your 60, they have added three bounce options instead of the, the single mid bounce. You now have a low bounce and a high okay. bounce. TaylorMade says the low bounce sits closer to the ground than any wedge on the market, whether that's whether other high toe varieties or everything. To my eye, it doesn't sit as low as a T grind, which technically on the is market. A, 
I'm yeah. a full retail market, so that's that's fine print there. And certainly when you open it up, it doesn't sit as low in an open position. So if I was going to nitpick what I'd like to see on the low bounce would be more trailing edge and heel relief. But but certainly curious and then more interesting, I should say. And then the last piece of the design is changes to the center of gravity placement, which is, again, we hear a lot. Everybody's constantly trying to improve CG location. So they have raised it. It's progressive. Mm -hmm. So as with lots of other wedges on the market, as your lofts get higher, your CG goes up to create a, a lower, higher spinning, more penetrating, however you want to phrase it, ball flight with your wedges. I think there's a, still some perception out there that you want to hit all your wedges really high, but once you get as, as they get higher in loft, you actually want to try and bring that flight down and, and kind Control of sip it. it in low, so to speak. And obviously, you're still going to get yep. it up in the air a little bit. Uh, so, it's a it's a CG story. This is this has the most centered CG of any tailor made wedge. We moved it to true center, and then you can kind of see these little cutouts yeah. here in the yeah. back. So what they do is, depending on, on the loft, they mill these out differently. So on this 60 degree, for example, you're going to see more come out of this heel section to really drive that CG to true center, drive it up towards that highest toe. And the final piece is just kind of that the versatility that yeah, comes from Yeah, what does the high toe, toe get me? Where you are open. Like high toe versus a conventional lob wedge. What does the high toe do for me differently? from just a standard lob wedge. It goes back to right when Phil Mickelson and Callaway did the the original PM grind. That story was when you when you manipulate that face and want to open it up, you you make a little more contact up here than you would on on kind of square face shots. And it's basically just giving you more surface area to work with, particularly particularly, there we go, around the greens. And then from there it's just sort of Hey, can you stay in the site? Yeah. And that's admittedly, and this was talking to uh, Bill Price at TaylorMade, same type of thing. It's it's tough because there is uh, there are aesthetic considerations. And so realistically, if you can't stand to look at it, you're probably not going to buy it regardless. But if you can kind of get over whether you want to call it unconventional or if you're you're trying to put on the rosy glasses, modern shaping of the wedge, yeah, then it can work. What I go back two questions for you. I mean, in the wedge space, you know, we don't talk a ton about TaylorMade. Talk something. I mean, the MG3 last year is our most wanted uh, wedge. It tested phenomenally well. Um, it looks remarkably like a couple other wedges that, out on the. Japanese market that I really like, some from 14 and one from a company called Juicy, which is actually maybe my favorite Japanese company right now. But all that aside, is this a big deal? I mean, in in the wedge world, is this, I mean, we don't, we don't really talk about Taylor wedges a whole lot. It's so like, is this, is this a big deal? It's, it's a niche offering to be sure, but a bit like what we talked about with Ventus, obviously a high toe wedge is not going to be a replacement for a milled grind yeah. anyway. But the key thing here is there there are different performance attributes. The sole grinds are different. The the trajectories that these fly through are fundamentally different loft for loft than an MG3. So it's a case of, from a fitting perspective, if an MG3 isn't perfect for you, if it's not giving you want what you want, 
it gives you something else to try. So you have that idea of expanding fitting options, which is something everybody's trying to do. And for TaylorMade, still a challenger brand in the wedge category, Folky Clear number one, and then you have Callaway and Cleveland. And depending on whether you want to count units or dollars, you can make a case that that either one of them could be number two. And and TaylorMade sees itself in that group, fighting for number two. Now, I think perhaps it's premature to say yeah, they are they are really right. pushing for number two, but but like we see with with challenger brands, and it's crazy to think of, of TaylorMade as a challenger brand in any category, but in the wedge category, TaylorMade is trying to insert itself into that yeah. conversation and, and be in that consideration set. Because if you haven't thought of a TaylorMade wedge, they want you to say, hey, you know, maybe uh -huh. I should check that out. And I will say, uh, and, and I could be wrong because things evolve. I have an original PM grind here, and this is one of the things TaylorMade talks about as well. They are not as aggressive as some in, in going high, high, high toe. <laughs> right. It's a, it's a moderately high toe. I mean, it certainly, it looks unconventional, but it's, it's not as wildly high mm -hmm. as some others. And I think whether it's in the shaping, whether it's true to the specifics of the design, to me, when I look at it, it doesn't appear to be as offset as some others. And again, that may just be sort of the, the eyeball mm -hmm. trickery that goes on with the, the high toe and things like that. So it's it's not the most mm -hmm. off-putting to me of the high toe variety, and I think I may do think, it. We try it, it on this, kind would of go back it? and say, hey, yeah, um, I would think about it. the 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 trouble for me is that, and again, this goes back to my past experience with high toe wedges. I really struggled to hit them on full mm -hmm. shots from the fairway. Again, one of those cases, the center of gravity placement did not work for me. Could not make consistent contact. So. I don't see any practical need to to replace my 50 or 52 with it. Yeah. That just to me that doesn't make sense. And you'll find that almost nobody on tour does that. Tommy Fleetwood may be the the only guy that plays a, a 50 high toe on tour. Sand wedge, same thing. That's a that is a club I take a yep. lot of full shots with. So I think I would struggle to make that replacement as well. And when we get into the lob wedge, the 60 degree, this will be the one that I try. Uh, this is the 10. I'm going to try a the low bounce, the 6007. But I mean, it's a tough sell for me to think about parting with a yeah, team be... on a regular basis, especially where I play. It's it's gonna, that, that sole height and that, how does it sit truly by comparison when open, that's gonna be the battle for me. But I'm certainly curious because I think it is a cool concept and my hunch is it does actually work for a lot of guys. Well, that's, yeah, it's typical, we'll, we'll see. see. Yeah, it's I, worth a try. I mean, I would tune in for your We Tried It because it, like I said, it, I don't know. To me, it screams maybe a 60 degree, 58 degree type of. Uh, it's it's a lob wedge for me. And I think for most guys, it's probably the lob wedge. Yeah. That's where I would start. And if I got into the lob wedge and it's like, oh my God, this thing is awesome. And you know what? The looks don't bother me. I'm hitting shots right. I could never hit before. I'm getting it close to the flag. I'm hitting it out of any lie imaginable. I am in love with this tailor-made <laughs> high toe three wedge. If I ever got to that right. point in my life, then I might yeah. think about a it's 54. It, it's interesting to me, like, you know, one of the talking points, one of the selling points is versatility. Uh, but in my mind, it really is a... To me, it would be isolated to 60 degree for sure. And even then, you know, 
if I like to use my, I don't know. I'll be interested to see if you think it is actually as versatile a club for you in your bag as maybe what Taylor made is hoping that it is. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. That's why you try it. But well, that's the thing, right? Versatility is not this right. one thing. So you can get versatility from a grind. And and for me, that's a T grind. For others, for example, it's going to be something like a, a K grind, allowing them to do something else. And I, they, they've never done before. And I think this is probably more of a, Mm-hmm. That style, right? It's a wide sole. It's not that super narrow mm-hmm. T-grind sole. But again, different versatility. That sole is going to be more forgiving for sure. And the high toe, again, another type yeah. of versatility. So, you know, what what is the give and take? What's the balance? And ultimately, does it does it make the bike? Tony, stretch it out. I don't know. You know what time it is. What time is it, Tony? Is it time for mail? There you go. That feels good. So you uh, you had a po- it, yeah. it's a weird time of year in the in the equipment industry, right? We see cycles, we go through things. There there used to be a really defined kind of concentrated launch season that's been kind of spread out uh, a little bit now. Part of that being, you know, still the uh, kind of layover effects or lasting effects of COVID, uh, supply chain issues, so on and so forth. But we still have kind of this time period of. September, October, even into November a little bit. There are some mainline releases, but we all also tend to see I kind of it's kind of like silly season releases, right? Where we we see companies maybe take a risk and you know, say here's, you know, a special menu item. You know, it's not part of the regular menu, but we're going to make a limited edition fill in the blank and see how the market responds to it. So my question for you, Tony, is if you could pick and you said, hey, I want a company to come out with something, this isn't my answer, but something maybe you want Titleist, the Vokey franchise, to come out with a high-toe T-grind. Maybe that's something that you want. <laughs> I don't know. That would be That would be interesting. But... Be, that's an interesting what one. What would you want? I mean, we've seen Callaway. Callaway, most notably, maybe in the last couple of years, has done, you know, things with their super hybrids and their, uh, you know, kind of some niche metal wood offering type of things. What what would you want to see? What, what do you want a company to come out with? Well, you did kind of tease me with that. Ito <laughs> T-Grind, that's an interesting one. I don't know if, if Vokey would go there. I don't know. I mean, and, and Ping's already given us a chipper. But and that's, yeah. that's what I mean though. Where this this type of year season, this time of year, you get a little weird. Callaway was the BB. I can't even remember the Big Bertha something driver that was designed to be a low spinning driver for for mm-hmm. people who sliced almost trying to sort of get distance through slice cor- uh, or yeah. slice correction through low spin and things like that. Uh, and Callaway did. Uh, Few uh-huh. years, the fusion right the ft yeah. fusion was this kind of fall release where you're almost bringing back the ftiz so maybe maybe they'll come out with a pm grind it's i don't know that there's anything i want but it is definitely the time of year where you where brands take a chance mm-hmm. on the unconvention so if you're like hey if you're if you're looking for a new player's iron <laughs> it's probably right. not coming right now You'll get you'll get the weird stuff. Maybe you'll get a funky putter. 
Maybe maybe Odyssey will release like a super high MOI brick with wings kind of thing. Who knows? But this is tis the season. Tis it the is. season I, to get I weird. Mean, let me, I'll throw out a couple other ones out there to you. How about Titleist coming out with a red golf ball? Tony, would you want that? Oh man, if you could. If my biggest obstacle is I, I love the way a red matte ball finishes in the air, but there is no way I'm playing a matte ball because of what we know happens mm-hmm. to launch and spin. So my my second choice would be like a gloss red. As far as I know, only Vice makes one right now. I've talked to Bridgestone about it. I think I've been in Titleist's okay. ear just a little bit. And uh, I, I think the fear is they won't sell any of them. And so maybe it doesn't make sense well, to, that's to make them just for me. But I'd love to see it. I would love to see it. I think for if you're looking for... I don't know how yellow got to be the high visibility golf ball. I don't know who made that decision. Maybe they were like, hey, you know, we know these bright colors can help people see it, but but yellow isn't too extreme and maybe people will buy it if we go to red, which I will argue you can see way, way better in the air than a yellow. It's too much. It's yeah, I too much to for, in, for golfers. I tend to think it's so opposite. That's, that's a bummer. You know, like take a company, like I said, like a Titleist and have them do something you know, really loud and crazy and maybe something that seems antithetical to their. Remember when they put gray paint that on was the that bottom cool. of the driver? That was pretty that wild. Almost got out of control. Wow. <laughs> uh, Somebody almost got fired. But, you know, <laughs> I maybe Callaway could come out with like a limited edition. Stick with me here. Bud Light and Fajitas golf ball or like colorway right like they had a they had a driver that was like floodlight you know logos on the shaft and like fajita fajita colors on like... the uh you know on the on the driver head do you like a top golf but like I feel like this driver i know i know the uh the director of marketing over at callaway for the golf ball division listens to this pays close attention to every word that comes out of our mouth and there is one guy who might might try and green light a Bud Light and Fajitas golf ball because he thinks it would be funny? Maybe uh, I don't know that he would. I've been he it wouldn't no. couldn't get him to do a pink Truvis. I was trying to get him to bring back the pink Truvis, and he's talking about all the supply chain issues and the fact that hey, we have to actually produce. Yeah, I'm not worried stuff about in the logistics. main lineup, which yeah, I'm not worried. It makes about sense, but it's no fun. It's not cool fun. product for people. Go oh. That company yeah. has a personality, or that's kind of fun, or that's kind of you know, triple track, unique or different, or something that makes people kind of stop and go, "Ooh, like here's one for you, Scotty Cameron with even roll grooves." Why not? <laughs> Somebody would. I don't know. Somebody thinks. But just ideas, maybe. No, you know, and that's another one. People no, post your have. ideas. What would you like to see? This is risk taking. Give me your, yeah, what is your top wacky kind of fun fall product what would, above and beyond? Hi, Tony. Hi, Tony. What would hi, you like to see? Maybe, Tony, it's an umbrella with gutters and a drainage system. It could oh, yes. be a golf yeah. bag Fujikura. with a variety of insulated pockets for snacks. And things. It could be, um, ooh, 
a lot of ideas. Anyway, tell us what you come up with. Um, any other, Anything else, Tony? That's it. That's all I got. Like and subscribe. I think I think it's a YouTube like video. And subscribe. Say Golf like Spy and subscribe. C. And... Golf Spy T. Find us on the interwebs. Leave us comments. Let Pound us know. That button. Until What's... next time, we out. These will rust. <laughs>